Hello, welcome to the Green Machine, your home for Irish football news and nostalgia. I'm Dave, your host, John, as always, by Martin. And on tonight's show, we're going to be talking about Ireland's Euro 2028 bid with the United Kingdom. We're going to be talking about the women's football. We're going to be talking about our boys in green. We're going to be talking about the new Ireland away jersey, which was launched this week. And we'll also be talking about why James McLean's in a bit of bother again. And that and a whole lot more, and of course, your comments towards the end of the show. As I mentioned. Sorry, that was me. <laughs> don't Sorry. you dare interrupt. Well, well, so, well, we we don't have. Uh, actually, no, 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 mate. You will wait your turn. Uh, a bit of housekeeping, as always. Uh, what any topic we talk about here, we want you to have your say, as per usual. Leave a comment, get involved. Leave a comment and get involved. And um, we just want to thank everybody for their support of the podcast. And if you want to support us a little bit more. Head over to our shop at thegreenmachinepodcast.com, thegreenmachinepodcast.com. You can get yourself a lovely Green Machine uh, Nike jersey for 40 euros. No, was it? 45 euros, 40 pounds, free delivery anywhere else. And plus, if you fancy a nice set of badges, Green Machine badges, Ireland badges, and some stickers, 20, was it? 18 pounds, 20 euros. Yeah. Again, included of them, yeah. Free postage, if you want to give us uh, a bit of support there. We do appreciate it. As always, um, Martin, how are you? We don't have Nick, by the way. Uh, he was at KickOn today. KickOn era 2023. He had a great time there. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. Martin, how are you doing? Cool, good. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, a busy week in Irish football world. Um, and yeah, KickOn was on today in, in Dublin and uh, Nick was in. There's lots of pictures, lots of images through throughout the day. I think he had a great time there. And we interviewed Paul during the week, who's the man behind KickOn. Yes. Um, seemed to be really well supported. So fair play to everyone who went along to that. We sold a few badges. We had the shirts there. We some fantastic social media posts with some of the lads there actually um, showing all the wears and tears, I suppose, from the, you know, from this uh, brilliant kind of exhibition of some fantastic historic. It's a great um, concept. shirts. Brilliant idea, yeah. It's a fantastic idea, Paul, there. He is a friend of the podcast. Uh, we did actually record, uh, Martin, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, we did actually record a special episode that was supposed to be shown at KickOn. Um, but due to a technical snafu, <laughs> uh, never went. I'm really annoyed about that. Do you know, we might actually release that episode. It wasn't supposed to be for public consumption. <laughs> it's a little bit. I think, I think you should release it and and give the the listeners and and give and what they want. Everyone, give us what we want because uh, we don't want to kind of send it to the annals a little bit like uh, the Roy Keane um, MUTV no, crit- critique that he did many many years ago, which uh, set the tone for him to be out the door. And there you go. There's your first Roy Keane mention in the Jesus. podcast this evening. Here yeah. I am, the me apologist. Apparently. You are an apology. Well, well, apparently I, I run a Roy Keane page, uh, not Lanson <laughs> Road. I, I'm so, I, I shouldn't because I was a Liverpool fan. I'm not allowed to mention Roy Keane's yeah. name, even when we mention stuff that chronologically happens. But anyway, we'll get more onto that uh, uh, later on. I, I had a bit of an interesting start to the day. I went to bed, as you do, and I was woken up by three very rude people at quarter to six this morning who decided to laugh and oh. joke oh. outside, uh, park the car where I live. I live in a uh, Crescent estate. Bastards parked their car. Didn't even live there at some house party. And then he started playing music at the door. So, of course, I walked out. The <laughs> 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 man saw me. had my hoodie on. I walked out. He saw me. turned off the thing. And then I, I was dumping some stuff in the rubbish. And, and I walked back in. I was like, do you mind keeping it down, lads? You know, he did wake me up. Oh, yeah, sorry. 
My dad always said to me, put the Irish Rottweiler head on. It'll get you places in England. Probably the hospital. Um, Love your comments coming in there, guys, by the way. And please, 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 anything we're going to talk about here, have, leave a comment, have your say. We are Ireland's most interactive football podcast. Well, we like to think so anyway. Uh, If you're watching there on Facebook and YouTube. Right. Well, we don't have Nick. So I suppose I'm going to have to do the... uh, the honors again, aren't I? With our boys in green, we still don't have any music. Oh, Jesus! Yeah, Sorry, shoddy. it is shoddy, isn't it? It's very shoddy. But uh, here is an episode, here is our latest installment of the boys in green, which was put together by Nick. So, any um, factual inaccuracies, you can blame Nick on that. And he's not here anyway. So, right, Jamie McGrath with a goal for Dundee United in a 2 1 win over Motherwell, Kieran Clark. God. Goal for Sheffield United in a 4-1 win over Cardiff. Yeah, not much of a kind of a doubt there, Mark, was there? No, I don't think he was in the squad at all. He must be injured. Um, didn't, but yeah, they're in trouble. They're looking that they could easily go down. Oh, pity. Um, Jason Malumby <laughs> brace for West Bromwich Albion in a 2-1 win versus Stoke. He was supposed to be out injured, wasn't he, for ages? And then he comes back and scores a brace. Yeah, brilliant. Fantastic, yeah. We, we did have... Um, a request to talk about him, actually. We might as well do it since we're on it uh, from one of our listeners. Thank you very much, by the way, for your uh, input. Um, do you think... The question was, do we think Jason Malumby can play at a higher level than the Championship? I think he possibly can. It depends on, obviously, if West Brom are going to go up or not. I, I don't know. Yeah. Would he be the first person that I'd be looking to buy? Still quite young, isn't he? I think if you look at... Yeah, um, yeah. You know, last week you ruthlessly ruled off any chance of success for Josh Cullen in the Premier League um, and still yes. not having that. Um bit worrying, actually, Burnley. Uh, Obafemi didn't, uh, wasn't part of the squad at all. So he does need to get some game time now. And I know they're trying to push to beat Reading's uh, record-breaking points total. Mm. And they're still not technically classed as champions yet because um, they still need points. But they drew dismally 0-0 yesterday. Um, so I think, yeah, so... Uh, I, th- I think Malumbi, though, is back to the original thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bit of a tangent there, Martin. Come on. Yeah, but he does have to go up, you know. Uh, and I think w- I'd rather him play more regularly all the time and be the first name on the team sheet as Josh Cullen is at Burnley uh, rather than perhaps get a move and then just be in the bench on for well, a team in the Premier League. Well, currently West Brom, that's what I was checking on my phone. I was quite rude there. Uh, West Brom are very currently... Rude. Very rude, I know. Uh, well, they am in London. That's kind of what you do. Uh, they are 11th in the Championship at the moment. Uh, one game in hand, and they are three points off the sixth spot, uh, which Blackburn are in as well. So a lot of Irish interest, actually, at the top of the table there. Burnley and Sheffield uh, United and Millwall and Blackburn. So, yeah. But I personally think uh, Malumbi could. He... Does seem to have he's a bit of an all-rounder, he's aggressive, uh, he's fast, he's skillful, he likes goals, he can score goals. Yeah, I like him. He's got a nasty side to him. I think he has a future. Maybe not at the top uh Premier League team, but he would do really well, maybe at a Bur- like not not the current Burnley team, but you know, like a, a Burnley under Dyche or you know, somebody like that. He he, he he's a there's a real aggressive aggression about him but he's also he can play a bit as well so i think he can and i think he'd actually make more of an impact on the team than josh cullen would there you go yeah moving on uh ryan manning stephen kenny's favorite left back uh he got a goal for swansea in a one win over patrick stewart's huddersfield town 
Uh, Dennis Kirkin was sent off for Sutherland. Really must fire that typist. Uh, Dave McGoldrick with another goal. I believe it's 22nd of the season uh, for Derby in a 1-1 with Bristol Rovers. Uh, Promise on the cherry. Got a goal for Fleetwood. Crack, Jesus Christ. Um, that's Nick's uh, attempt at humour in a 5-2 mm-hmm. win against Ackerton Stanley. Ooh, day. Ooh, day. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He actually, you know, the little kid who played that, I think he ended up in jail, didn't he? Oh, Jesus. He actually Check it out. If you're watching there, guys, check it out. The little kid who was popped up on this thing. I don't know why he popped up on the internet. Uh, Luke O'Connell, too. Remember him? Two assists for Barnsley in a 5-2 win over four screen Rovers. Uh, Danny Mandrew, two assists for Lincoln City in a 3-2 win over Port Vale. And that uh, wraps up your boys in green. Not really... Uh, Great yeah, deal to talk mean, about. I, we did speak about McGoldrick last week. It, it, you know, again, you know, Irish fans jumped on the post when we were talking about this week on on the social media channels about him and oh, like we're glorifying failure. He's mediocre and stuff. And I'm not the biggest Dave McGoldrick fan. I think I've said it in the past. I, I think a great player and stuff, but I, I didn't see that we were going to miss him as much as perhaps we thought we were. And people actually think he, if you look back at his record with Ireland, um. It wasn't fantastic, and it's a bit of a myth that how good he was. Um, he, he was <sighs> a different type of player for us. I mean, I've seen someone actually said, well, he should have gone to the Euros uh, 2016 and instead of Daryl Murphy. And, yeah, I, I could kind of see the point there, but, you know, Dave McGoldrick wasn't the Dave McGoldrick of 2016 that he, at that time, he wasn't what he is now. That's a good yeah. thing, because he was shit in 2016. Yeah, but uh, yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying. So you weren't going to bring him 2016, were you? Because he wasn't no. as a form player then. But, no, no, no. He, you know, and, and I don't think he actually. I, I mean, look, he, he probably had a better career than Daryl Murphy overall for Ireland. If you're comparing them, but you're not comparing an awful lot. And to be honest, and that sounds quite harsh, but yeah, that was the big man stuff up front and knocking it down and things like well, that. I think with David McGoldrick, I'm, I'm gonna move on. Um, he. He held the play very well. It suited Mick's style of football. Yeah. And, you know, he, he he was very good in that campaign. I thought he got the one goal against Switzerland. I think he only got the one. He only got one goal, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it was very important goals and equalizer in the in, in Lansing. I was about to say the A word. Um, he suited it, but it was never going to be long standing. You know, he, he he's a bit of a cult hero, I would say. A bit of a cult yeah. hero. Yeah, but again, it, but on the back of not much achieving much, yeah. to be honest, in an island shirt. And I no, think, no, no, no. I, I think one, one other point, though, on our big, yeah. big things just to mention as well. Is big. Omo Bamadeli is captain of Norwich now, it seems. Which, he again, is. We have got they so lost. Many cap- We've got so many captains that, yeah, but he's 21. It's ridiculous. Like, we're trusting our young players. Yeah. Um, and they all seem to just have this natural kind of leadership Um attitude with them basically and that's fantastic for us you know we're going to have people in it our future irish teams are going to benefit from that you know darrow shea's a captain james coleman of course john egan there's not there can't be a lot of international teams no. with captains as many irish as players irish players do tend to make great captains yeah all through the years it, it's a thing but you know that, that's the good side of it but the bad side of it i was just checking there I'm very rude again on my phone but uh nathan collins not playing again in a 2-0 win over Brentford. Um, that's worrying now, isn't it? This is this is a recurring theme here. He just he's not getting any game time. Yeah, be interesting though on that. I wonder is there you'd hope there's some kind of clause there that he can get out of there as well. Again, 
bit worrying as well. Matt Doherty's not getting out any looking um, no. in Spain. And it, and it's an awful, it turned out to be an awful move. And that he'd probably be a free agent at the end of the summer. I think he will. And uh, one last one, uh, Gavin Bazunu. Um, of course, Southampton, they look uh, destined for the Premier League. See, Ewan McGregor, uh, he's sort of like a, a newer version of Amy Dunphy a little bit. Uh, he was slagging off um, Gavin Mazzuno saying he was shit, basically, on Twitter. Um, do you think, which I think is is harsh because obviously Southampton are going to be relegated. They're going down, let's be honest. I don't think a season in the championship will be too bad for Gavin Mazzuno. Do you think we've overrated him a little bit? He, he hasn't had a great season. He's had a poor defence in front of him. And he's also, you know, he has made some mistakes as well. He is only, what, how is he? He's 20, isn't he? Yeah, he's a very young goalkeeper, and he's yeah. gonna, he's in a team. He, the the move he got fast track basically, didn't he? Because City wasn't going to get a look in there. League one to the chat to the Premier League. Yeah, I think he, I think he's done very well in considering yeah. that they're absolutely horrendous, and he's been tested, and and yeah, he's going to make mistakes as well. If you're tested that much, he's going to be tested, uh, you know, under pressure. But I think his distribution is very very good. He he's been good for Ireland overall. Um, he's playing regularly out of our goal. That's that's yeah. key. That's probably key. I think if Kelleher was had got a move and was playing week in week out, there's a there's an argument then, isn't there, that Kelleher, who, who's the better of the two and who should be number one? But at the moment, Kelleher's not getting a look in. He's got yeah. a big summer as well. He's got to make a decision to get out of Liverpool and pick that right club that he's going to get there um, and get regular game time. And I, I kind of see kind of the trajectory of Bazunu a little bit like Casper Schmeichel years ago. Played a lot of games underage, mm. different moves around different clubs, and it took him a while then to get settled. But I mean, he he was under a lot of pressure as well, and he showed, showed his class overall. Um, and I think Bazuna will go on and do that. And I think he might have to get a I move. It's no harm if he goes to the championship at all. No, I think a season in the championship for Bazuna yeah. would, would do him actually the world of good, to be honest. Uh, right, we're going to move it on. We're going to move a little bit on to the girls in green from the boys in green. Um, one little loss in America, very unlucky actually. Um and uh yeah, basically one nil loss brings to the end of their two game series. I didn't get to see the game. Um you stayed up and watched them, Martin? I did stay up and watch it. Yeah, very entertaining game. Um brilliant again to see the the girls again, Vera Powell experiment with her with her team. Um strange one as well. I think I referred to it on a previous podcast how you know some of our stronger players get moved around at the end. We were going for it. Louise Quinn went up front. Um, I think that's crazy that you think of... It reminded me a little bit like when Dion Dublin used to get put up front when they were chasing the goal when he was at Villa and things. Um, and, you know, that you can do that with your centre-half and and even Quinny, I suppose, his namesake in a sense. But, um, you know, they played well. I, I thought Katie McCabe, to be honest, was very looked very, very tired, very lethargic, made a lot of errors, which are not like her. But, yeah, some really good uh, promising performances there. Um, and, yeah, very unfortunate goal that we conceded. Um, but yeah, look, the future's bright. And again, we're playing the number one team in world football in the women's game. And we lost 2 0, and we're very creative in that game. And then we lost 1 0 the other day. And yeah. so they're getting better. They're playing better opposition, bringing in players, have used the squad, integrated players to the squad. I wouldn't like to be Vera Powell now, how she goes on Pixie's next two squads, because the next one, they're playing Zambia in June uh, on the Thursday, the 22nd. And the week after, then they're playing France. But in between, the games 
she will be picking her World Cup squad. And she's going to have to disappoint a lot of the girls who I think even the ones who got us there, some of them yeah. will miss out. Got to be ruthless, though. Um, well, as you say, the future is bright. The future is white. And that sounds like a dodgy statement. But what I mean is the jersey. <laughs> New Ireland away shirt was released during the week. They've gone back to the white one. None of this orange. What do you think of it? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see the with, with orange shirt. Yeah. Um, huh. I, I like it. I, I think it's all right. Um, you know, it's a bit... I, I thought it was going to be the uh, the horizontal linings because you could see that from kind of the leaked images that were going to be happening. Now people are saying oh, it was just the, the the away version of the home shirt. I, I don't know how what people are looking at. The stripes are completely a different way around, so that's not oh, right. Um, a but, store, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's all right. I'd like to see it up in the flesh again. But you know, we were talking about it on our excellent preview show for KitCon. With Paul, yeah. we were chatting about the shirts, the quality of them, and things, and how we need to look after them and things. So, uh, very interesting. But yeah, look, it's it's a little bit safe, and yeah, um, I think I joked about denying a little thing of uh, the first thing I did was research our horizontal um, stripes uh, slimming because it's not going to favour a lot of our Irish um, demographic fans. I think <laughs> the, the wider kind of uh, no, um, yeah. It, they they seem to have gone with the old school, haven't they? Where they just invert the home jersey, uh, yeah. well, and the, the stripes as well. It's nicer than the. I prefer the white jersey anyway. I've always preferred the white one to the green one. Uh, my very first Ireland jersey was the white one. It was actually, um, well, you can't really see on that, but it's the Steve, the one that Steve Staunton's wearing. If you if you're watching this, just over the white Italian ninety one, gorgeous. That was my first ever Ireland top. I love the white short. Uh, it is better. That will be available soon enough anyway. 85 euros or 100 pounds, whatever it is. But I'm going to segue into you can get your very own Green Machine shirt, lads. 40 pounds, 45 euros, free delivery anywhere. That's on the shop. That's the greenmachinepodcast.com forward slash shop. Do you like the way I say shop? Shop. Martin. Yeah, shop. I like shop. it, and it's been Shopper. well, very well. It's been very well supported, to be honest, and and we've had great feedback. People have loved the quality of it, and it is a lovely jersey. Jersey, to be fair, and yeah. I'm just a disappointed. I didn't mention there in the coverage of the women's game, George Hamilton. I did tweet during the game and said, "I'll give us a shout out, George, to Riz London, and fair play to him." After halftime, he he did say uh, he had the pleasure of meeting me and you, Dave, didn't he? We had a great he did. chat with George before the, uh, and he said what? he had the pleasure of meeting Rich London. He can't wait to come back to us, and he actually said it on the coverage the other day, which was a very what? proud moment, and it was worth staying up for, to be honest. What a gentleman! What a gentleman! Yeah. Actually, having dinner with George Hamilton and shooting the shit with him, and actually asked him some questions I really always wanted to ask him, and he answered them. Yeah, uh, but they were that was a private conversation, so I can't say it on here. <laughs> You, you were privy to that as well. But now, what a yeah. lovely, lovely fellow. Unfortunately, he came over during COVID, and we, you guys are going to get him back over again at the Risk London. But now, what a lovely, lovely fella. Um, he, he's just the same in person as he is on the telly, isn't he? Like, even the way he speaks, yeah. he's so precise. Yeah. <laughs> he's amazing. He's a great guy. Right. After all of that, now we're going to get to the meat. We're going to get to the big topic of the week, and that is the Euro 2028 bid, the Ireland and UK bid. Uh, if you're watching, you want to have your say on this, lash your comments in. By the way, there's a lot of comments coming in. Thank you very much for those. We will um, we will get to those as soon as we can. But we're going to talk about that. And uh, I've just actually seen one of the comments. Hold on a second. Oh, 
Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> there you go, Daryl. <laughs> so if you have any more comments um, on what we're going to talk about, uh, lash them in and we'll get to those. Send, send them to Mr. T there. To Mr. T, yeah. <laughs> Just don't come at me with a magnet. Right. So it was announced during the week that uh, the Republic of Ireland will be part of a UK and Ireland bid to host the European Championships Euro 2028. There we are. Um, Seamus Coleman there looking delighted. Uh, with the ball next to Harry Kane, Andy Robertson, some Welsh fella, and some fella plays for Northern Ireland. <laughs> I really should have researched that one. Aaron Ramsey, isn't it? Aaron Ramsey. Oh, I don't the care. Wells. I don't care because I don't care about any of it anyway. Uh, just in case you're wondering, um, here's the Northern Ireland one. So yeah, they kind of ah. do that. Yeah, oh, so, and, and you do that with the Welsh bloke in Wales and so on and so forth. So. Um, it comprises of 10 stadiums. There's the list. This is from Sky. So you can see we'll start from top to the bottom. Uh, Glasgow will be Hampden Park. Nice ground. It was there last November. Newcastle St. James's Park. Not a very nice uh, ground, actually. It was there for my 30th. Uh, Liverpool, Ever- the Everton Stadium, Liverpool. So that's whatever that, you know, won't be good as soon. It won't be Anfield. Yeah. Uh, the Addy Had in Manchester. Villa Park in Birmingham. I've been there. The Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And Wembley Stadium hosts the final, I'd imagine. The Principality Stadium in Cardiff. That's the Millennium Stadium, isn't it? Yeah. And in Birmingham, you've got Villa Park. I've been in most of those, actually. Um, and then you go to Ireland. Uh, Northern Ireland is represented with uh, the yet-to-be-built Casement Park in Belfast. That's going to be interesting. And the Lansdowne Road, or be called the Dublin Arena, but Lansdowne Road uh, for Dublin. That that is your 10 stadiums right so we'll we'll get into it martin i have a feeling we're not going to quite agree in this one are you happy that this is going ahead uh, are, i'm sorry to cut you off um they are in competition with no no sorry sorry they're in competition with turkey who uh are the only other bit but apparently they have a shitload of stadiums that they haven't built yet but anyway um back to Richard. are you happy this is going ahead yeah and this will happen this this is i'm um... I don't know what a betting is on it, if there is anything betting on it, but this is going to happen. They're going to get it. Um, I was on the, I was on a call with the FAI uh, delegation and the Welsh delegation where they announced that they were going to be doing the bid. Um, I suspect obviously the delay a little bit with it coming out now is obviously we were waiting for the new Irish badge because they're going to obviously be putting everything into this. Um, the fact is these associations have got the stadiums built or they've got the infrastructure within their respective countries, most of them anyway. I know we'll argue about the Irish situation. But um, this could happen in... All right, apart from the ones that aren't built, let's be honest, okay? But if it was Anfield, for example, in Liverpool instead, this, well, this, the tournament, Stadium, this, this tournament could happen in two months' time. They could host it. It could just happen. So it's ready to happen, you know, and they've just obviously... These this country and the U- Ireland and the UK can put on tournaments. They're used to experiencing and managing big events. Wembley Stadium, we're probably going to get the semi-finals and the final, I would guess, uh, because they're a bigger stadium and they're going to be able to organise it. Um, that's why Tottenham's got it as well. That I mean, you're not supposed to have two nations, uh, two capitals having uh, t- two, two teams in one Sorry, city. Yeah. Two, yeah, but they've obviously allowing Tottenham to kind of host it, and it's a fantastic stadium, not far from me. It is. Um, Fair, yeah. Now, yes, yeah, so as I said, the infrastructure's there. They're going to get it because they're going to sell out these stadiums. 
and they will put on a fantastic show and it will bring money in to UEFA. And that's what they have been selling this on the back of, that mm. they can put this on now, these associations, and host it very safely, bring fans in, hotels are there, yeah. infrastructure's there, travel. Mm. All those cities have got major airports, and that's why they'll do it. Now, Ireland, as I said at the time, I think we debated in the past, why are Ireland getting involved? This is the only way Ireland are going to be able to host a tournament like this. So True. we've got to jump on the back of it, and we've got to take the good so, points of it. And we yep. were the only country who gave up our Euro 20... Mm. 2020, 2020, was it? Yeah. 2020, yeah. 2020 Euro 2020, but obviously held in 2020. Yeah. Right, so th- this is what our esteemed leader, leader, uh, Leo Varadkar, had to say about it. Um, Happy the government has agreed to support the Ireland-UK joint bid for Euro UA for 2028. This tournament represents a huge opportunity for Ireland to welcome Europe and the world to our shores to display our world-class facilities and to host an event that benefits all. And he has the picture there. Um, for our audio listeners of the the players in the UK and Ireland bid, and then the second one to that uh, on that thread, I suppose from Leo Radcar, it is also an opportunity to ensure long lasting benefits for League of Ireland local and youth football. I am particularly pleased that the collaborative effort on this bid has worked well and has served to strengthen ties with our partners north, south, and east and west. Going to benefit League of Ireland football. How? Yeah, I, I'm not sure about that, to be honest. Only, only that it's going to bring money into the game and the FAI, and then hopefully there'll be something that will filter down. And you could argue that more interest in the game, promotion of the game, will have youngsters getting involved, wanting yeah, but, to be part of it, and then that brings money in. Basically. See, I knew you are going to say things like I knew, that. Gonna, I knew you are going to. I knew you are going to say that, and that's going to be the argument. That's going to be the thing coming down from this. Oh, but it's going to it's going to encourage people to play football and in Ireland, people are already playing football in Ireland, though, Martin, aren't they? They're already playing football. The only the problem with football in Ireland, in terms of like the League of Ireland, there is there is a customer base, there is a groundswell to play football. There's just nowhere for them to fucking watch it in decent enough shops. You know, that's that's been the issue, hasn't it? And this is my problem with all this. I mean, the hyperbolic nature of this um, world-class facilities, world-class facilities. We've won stadium. By the way, the, the Lanson Road, uh, or the Viva, whatever, um, is probably one of the nicest stadiums I've been in. Genuinely, it's a lovely stadium. It is a, it's a beautiful stadium, and, it, and it's quite it's 13 years right, old. You got, you got your lanyards, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I would have had them anyway. Right, it's a beautiful stadium. But world-class facilities, what the fuck is he talking about? World-class facilities, one stadium on a 16A into town from the airport. We don't even have a railway station at the airport. We have poor transport, although the transport in Dublin has, uh, much to my surprise, has been sliced. It's like two euro for a 90-minute travel around Dublin. That's really good. Won't be much good when you're stuck in traffic jams at four o'clock on a Friday evening going through Santry. Um, no, I don't. I don't like this because you see, Irish football, League of Ireland football is so far behind. It's so far behind. You had I was reading the Roddy Collins and I was reading Pat Dolan. Now I'm not a savant of the League of Ireland. I would never claim to be right and. Uh, and I'm not being cheeky, neither are you, right? We we don't watch the League of Ireland. We don't. But we I read some of the articles, Roddy Collins and Pat Dolan, they're very much involved in the domestic game in Ireland. And they, they've been writing articles before this was announced about how Tolka Park has uh, stadiums with uh, when it rains, it 
pisses down. I think Derry City fans had travelled to Dublin for a game and they got absolutely drenched because it was a leak or they had no cover at Daly Mill Park or Tolka Park, this kind of stuff. And it just annoys me because these stadiums need money. They need The league needs concentration. It needs money. It's cooking on the pitch. They're selling out games. It's cooking. The League of Ireland's alive. The problem is that the facilities off the pitch are shit and around the pitch are shit. The football's good, but the facilities are terrible. And I don't see how this is going to benefit the League of Ireland. Uh, legacy for people playing football. People are already playing football. It's the most popular sport in the island. Yeah, but I think you, you just have to look at it that, you know, the government are under an awful lot, um, amount of pressure from, for example, Roy Barrett's just walked out the door of the FAI and he's saying mm. how, why aren't the government putting more money in where they're putting it into horse racing and yeah, the tax. greyhound racing, the tax situation with that, you know, yeah. and that that's probably why, look, it's going to be very political and what, what Varadkar's saying. Uh, but yeah. at the same time, the, if there's a movement and there's going to be hosting a a tournament, you kind of want to get your house in order because you're showing yourself off to the world and Europe. Yeah, but, and it, it, we're but gonna it's have one stadium. No, I know that. But still, you want to be able to put on a good show. And I know it's one city that we're showing off. But it should all filter down eventually money into it and the infrastructure. And you, you're thinking UEFA have got millions and billions of pounds from these tournaments. And it should share the wealth a little bit. Like it is worth having the tournament on your shores. It's not a case of costing. Like if we're not part of it, what what then? I, like when I we get look that, across the water and you're seeing. Like, but do you want to see? Gonna, no one's investing. You ain't aren't going to invest any more money in without getting something but, from Ireland. But look, look, right. I mean, the Irish government, right, especially with Finnegale. Right. When it comes to this sort of stuff, Finnegan and Norm is the kind of uh, the more middle class, upper class, professional sort of party, you know, a bit like the Tories. Right. You, you read that there are world class facilities. Like that's the sort of shit that I can't stand because it, it's just papering over the cracks. You know, the legacy for League of Ireland football, if they were using Daily Mount Park, for example, just for example, yeah. I know you can't. It's 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 wedged in Cabra Park. I used to live right across the road from it, actually. You know, you, you can't really get any bigger. If they were to redevelop a couple of League of Ireland stadiums to host the tournament, then I, I'd get it. I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. That, that's fantastic. Or one of the state. Yeah. But no, it's a stadium that's already built. And that's it. It's just one ground. There's no work. It's one ground that's already built. And this government, if they really cared about football and it's official Ireland, then... You know, the tax obviously go... So just to explain to anybody who's maybe watching outside of Ireland. So with the betting shop, um, the tax paid by betting shops goes back into uh, greyhound racing, goes back into horse racing, because predominantly in the 80s and 90s, all the revenue generated um, from betting shops was... Sorry, for betting shops was uh, generated by horse racing, greyhound racing. But now football... Football's probably as, as popular now. People are doing it online, Bet365, all these kind of things. And people are saying, rightly so, that it's 2023. A lot more money needs to be going into football because people are betting on football. If if yeah. that's the mechanism you want to use. Now, I know you're, you're a racing fan, Martin, but this is what I'm talking about. This should already be in motion. There's enough evidence there for that, but they're so antiquated. Nothing's going to change. And it doesn't matter if the host is tournament, nothing will change. The the attitude, and so I'll let you come in, sorry. The attitude by the government will not change towards football. No, but that's what has to happen with the, from the betting levies. That that has to happen. Like, I think racing's in a quite a good place in Ireland anyway. Horse racing. Greyhound racing, that, that's a separate argument. The interest in there, I don't know enough about it. But 
there's not enough. I don't think there's enough interest in that to, to warrant the money they get invested from. The no, government. but it's just That's the way been it's been. A big been. Argument. It's, it's just the way, the way it's been, is. and that has yeah. to all be unpicked now. Again, you'll have some people say, "Well, it's wrong that we're actually looking at the money from gambling as the government investing that into sport." Yeah. But that's what has to happen. Like, otherwise, it's the bookies getting the money and keeping it. Like that—that's why we have the tax situation with it. So, whether you like gambling or not, I think Ireland football should be getting a bigger slice of the pie of, of the should. tax from it, right? You... And that's what Roy Barrett's argument was recently, and he—and and he's he really right. made that very very sensibly and he's right approach and i know there is an argument of the uncomfortableness with having betting associated and impressionable young people and stuff gonna like be that. banned from sponsoring premier league clubs i think for 2024 i doubt uh, it should happen yeah but I, oh, of course yeah happen. but you know that's there's going to be other ways around it that that's but but of them to do sponsorship or some deals or things but that that's just going to be the thing i think though look we know that the league of ireland needs massive investment we know that and i think the fai know that as well and i think that's why they've done the, the rebrand of the fa island fa island and then you've got football island for the international teams in a sense they know they have to sort that out it's going to be a long time of change we know that but i think we have to start somewhere and i think again we would be very rueful looking back after 2028 after a really good tournament that we weren't part of it because you'll never get an opportunity to host it again so we might as well be in the tent pissing out of it and looking out but i don't see how there will be money coming there will have to be money from it and again we yeah but we could argue this for a day dave like the thing about this is right Mm. the money that should have been in it well look it's not going to be any breaking news for anybody it's a mate it's criminal as we know that the money that 1990 brought in 88 the interest we had in 94 it was the most popular game most popular sport i know we can argue it still is has been for years but the money and the commercialism of football now should be more like it should be filtering down. It should be massive in Ireland. That's what mm. how we've been wasteful and rueful of. And the League of Ireland's always been the problem, child. I know that's an analogy that he thingy Delaney hated, but it is a separate commercial entity in a sense because we're yeah. not overly reliant on the i know everyone wants it to be how we get our players and we should keep our players in the league of ireland and then they're going to come through and be but it's not strong enough at the moment as a as a industry to do so and you need investment and sadly it's been neglected for years the stadiums have been neglected for years but it is the success yeah it's cooking and that's in spite of yeah the lack of investment from the government and the lack of uh infrastructure and things like that but Fair place yeah. that people are going out and spending the money on it now. And I just yeah, have yeah, the yeah. money coming in. Like, there's a great, we've, we've spoken to lots of people, spoke to um, really interesting people about, you know, what they're doing at clubs and how it is changing in the coaching structure. We, we, we are a very, very well organized association it, with our coaching. And it, yeah, but I it doesn't change. You, you have to give things a chance. I, I know, so. but. I, I just don't see how it's going to change. You know, and, and we'll, we'll move off this because, you know, we're. They're going to bring money in now, aren't they? Will will that? I mean, will we, we don't we, we don't know the structure. It will always bring money in, of course it will. But yeah. it's just I I just think they're papering over the cracks. They're going to use this for political gains. You know, fair enough. But it's just when you see that nonsense, world class facilities, and I think it's it's well, it's going to be an opportunity for the FAI yeah. to sort that, of paper over cracks as well. That is it's, nonsense, world class facilities. It's not as if a new stadium's being built. Exactly. That's when you argue it, right? But. At the yeah. same time, I think the question has to be to Varadka and right. to the, and the la- last word on it. The last word on it, right. one. Yeah, is how much 
what is the? I mean, probably someone's written this up already. What is the tournament worth for UEFA, and what are Ireland mm. getting from it? And that's what we want to know. Is this going to clear the debt of the FBI? It Fair. will be. Sure, it must do. It's got. To. If, if it generates, yeah, they're doing it. If it generates Surely. enough money, if look, if that's the case, by the way, and and you do, and we'll finish up on this part of it, um, and you do, fantastic, clears the debt, and then allows them to put more money to grassroots, etc., and then invest into the uh, League of Ireland because I think the League of Ireland really, as I said, it is cooking. Ratings are going up, matches are selling out. The football is actually a decent standard. It's just when you're watching it on the telly and you see Mr. Whippy in the background, it looks a bit shit. You, you know, it's that sort of stuff. But it, it, it's getting there. It is Ireland, starting to though, come along. That's Ireland. We're not going to get rid of Mr. Whippy, sadly, because that's part of. Our <laughs> I'm not trying to get. Of, I'm not trying to put. That, Mr. I know that, Whippy but that's what I'm saying, even if you look at the GAA, and I know this is this will really upset yeah. your day bringing the GAA. They stop the lads going on the pitches now, don't they? The kids used to be sitting around the pitches going on at half time. They stop that now. A lot of GAA enthusiasts would go, "Oh, why are we stopping? That's part of our culture growing up." And they're the lads who will be on the pitch in years to come, and people will be yeah. supporting. No. It's that, but that's Irish sport. But no, my, my, my point is, it looks terrible on the camera. Like, that, that like there, there should be, no vendors, but they should be in a stand. Or behind. Yeah, yeah. it just needs to be professional. Not you the know. lad who's, not that you're going to upset every ice cream vendor. In, no, in I love the ice cream, man. You don't want whip, Mr. Whippy earning a few quid off the back of the League of Ireland, Not Island, at Dave. all. You no, want I, commercial, you want Ben and Jerry's. I, I was his best customer. I was his I was his best customer, Mr. Whippy, uh, when I was growing up. That's why I was so fat. Anyway. Do you know what I think we need now in the back of this because you've gone commercial? I think you need to flash up the shirt again. <laughs> <laughs> you tart. There you go. Look, speaking of commercialism, there's the shirt. Greenmachinepodcast.com forward slash shop. And you can also get some badges there. It's all I think on the there. The badges lads. are lovely. The badges the are badges. I've modeling the badge. I'm actually modeling the badge if you look on yeah, very, it's very nice. That's a very, very nice. collab- collaboration. Excellent quality. Right. Um, just to finish up, actually, on that, uh, as you can see there with Casement Park, see the, the unionists are giving out again. I mean, they give out about everything, don't they? Uh, they're moaning about that because Windsor Park holds 18,000 and you need to have 30,000 minimum. And Casement Park, I think we're trying to build it for the last like 14 years or something. And it just keeps getting rejected. But uh, the funny, the irony is, is that it, it, and probably by 2028, Stormont will still be in deadlock. British government will just build it. They'll just throw loads of money on it. And they can't do shit about it. Yeah, I th- just think that's funny. Um, right. Uh, we're going to move it on to social media watch. And yeah, and actually comment. No, do you know what we're going to do? We're going to get into the comments first. And then uh, the social media watch. I really should have timed that better. There you go. Look at that. Just pretend there's music. <laughs> right. So let's have a look at some of your comments there. Some very nice comments. Some uh, not so nice comments. Uh, FAI channel. Hello, guys. Hello, FAI channel. I haven't seen you on here before. Thank you for... Uh, did I see you last week? If not, um, thank you for watching on a YouTube channel. John Griffin, positivity with a thumbs up. Thank you very much. Daryl Connor, O'Connor, story lads. What's the crack from FAI channel? And uh, Daryl Connor says about our lovely shirt and badge collection. Uh, Got to pick them up for Defo. Yeah, you do, Daryl. They are selling out. They are selling they're out. They're, they're, yeah. I should have actually. Uh, I'm raging. I actually had a few. <laughs> I had a few pictures on here from uh, last night. I took them off because I was running out of. Um... Oh, bugger. Never mind. I'm thinking out loud. But the episode that never made it to kick on. Never mind. 
Right. Uh, Daryl O'Connor, I prefer the away to the home. Bugs very underwhelming, to be honest. Hard to get on board with Castor, but uh, still, but like Martin, I'll be buying them all anyway. Are you going to be buying them, Martin? Yeah, without doubt. Yeah, collect all the shirts. Yep. I, I, I'm quite sad enough that I'll buy um, I'll buy them and I'll buy two or three for my son because he wears them, but Sometimes if I really like a shirt, which I'm going to throw this one up. I love this. I, I think this is a beautiful shirt. The goalkeeper one, Bazunu. Obviously, this is on the back of uh, the last one of Umbro. Um, I love this shirt, and you can't get it. They didn't bring out many of them, but um, I don't, I've, I've actually got it on a hanger because I took it out of his drawers. So I don't really want him wearing it. I want to kind of keep that in good condition. That's very ruthless, isn't it, Dave? That is very ruthless. Uh, childlike. Uh, never mind. Uh, Daryl O'Connor. <laughs> Um, just there, he, he reckons we should sell this picture of Mick, which is onto my left for our audio listeners. Um, probably should actually. I'm gonna get that autographed, you know. That is by the bed every night. That, that one, yeah, kiss it every night. Uh, Darren O'Grady, the show is shite without Nick, lads. Ah. Uh, I believe uh, that is actually Nick. Um, <laughs> Darl O'Connor, have to say, Malumbi going to be a big player for us going forward. Also an advantage when he kicks the shit out of opposition. Standout game for me was Bears versus Scotland. Yeah, he's excellent. He's an excellent player. And, uh, oh, FEI channel. FEI channel, the official channel for old Irish football content on YouTube. Yes, it is. It's actually, oh, I know the one now. It's actually, yeah, it's very good to have loads of old clips on there. Give them a shout. And give us a shout as well if you're watching us for the first time. Give us a little subscribe. Um, yeah, press the subscribe button. That's what I mean to say. Jesus. Uh, Martin Fitzpatrick. Rocco Vatti played for Celtic today. He could declare for four different countries. Yeah, I think he uh I think he's he played four times now for Celtic, hasn't he? Uh there were four, I think we we're four nil up at half time today. Uh, Nick Menzes. Jesus. Ian McGregor is a Jedi, Dave. I didn't I didn't want to say anything, Nick. McKenna. <laughs> Okay, now. Why did you say anything, you bastards? Oh, I was letting you. I... No, you Look, didn't. You, you could... didn't know. I, I did know. You I didn't did... know. You could barely say. Sorry, who's the island's number 20? Daryl O'Connor. Girls are very lucky <laughs> to be America. Played very well. No shame losing to the best. Absolutely not. Uh... <laughs> and uh, Kieran Boyle. How are you doing, Kieran? Over in sunny Florida. The away shirt is shite. Castori is shite. The logo is shite. The badge is shite. Look at Rover's satinery badge. That's how you do it. Um, your it was your was it? Never mind. Uh, hashtag away the Jays with Castori. Uh, story with this Castori shite. Hashtag back to bleed Natty Das. I agree with you there, Karen. Spot on as always, mate. I do um, like the Rovers badge. To be honest, I did, I did think that was good, and I know Nick, the massive fan of it, the Shamrock Rovers stuff. He's, oh, he loves. Oh, Nick loves Shamrock Rovers. Yeah. I don't know why he private message me that, but like, just let everyone know, Nick. Don't be afraid to tweet that. Yeah, I mean, I woke up and he had about four different pictures of it. I was like, Jesus, Nick, yeah. it's a bit early, like you know, four in the morning. Obviously, you know, had a, <laughs> had a few. Um, Daryl O'Connor, I heard the shout out from George Top Class. Yeah, he's. He's a lovely man, George Hampton, a complete legend. And uh, Daryl did ask me earlier on about not having a GM, uh, the lanyard. I did. I had to take him off, actually. Sort my neck. Uh, FEI channel <laughs> on the Euros. Need to get Croke Park. Well, obviously, it's, it's a two. Um, it's a, other than London, um, you can't have two stadiums. In... Losing you there a bit, uh, Dave. Oh, I'm back. Your screen's uh, seized, which is 
Good. Oh, look, leave me doing the show. I don't mind. <laughs> right, we do have a problem there with Dave. Uh, but yeah, look, Croke Park. Um, the reason that Croke Park's not um, obviously selected as one of the the host um, stadiums is obviously because the Aviva, or it will be called the Dublin Arena, will be the one that will um, be charged with uh, setting the tone for the Euro finals. And I think actually UEFA have actually awarded the Europa League final next year, actually for uh, a tournament as well. So, um, well, for the final of that competition. So that'd be quite good as well. Um, yeah, we do seem to have a problem with Dave. Um, and so I'll be hosting it for the time being on my own until hopefully Dave will join back in and uh, take charge again. But uh, yeah, um, I've been following uh, obviously the women's game, as I mentioned earlier, and noticed the George Hamilton comment. Yeah, it was brilliant to see that, Daryl. Uh, George is a big fan of the London Supporters Club. We did have him over a few months ago and it was in COVID, but um, yeah, really good. Great. And we are planning to get him back. And on that topic as well, I just mentioned that Risk London, we're hosting our club meeting on Friday where we have Keith Andrews coming over, which is going to be quite interesting. So if anyone wants to put us to put any questions to Keith Andrews, it's at Friday night on the 21st of April at the Cladder Ring in Northwest London, Hendon. And yeah, if you've got any questions or anything you want to ask of Keith Andrews, keep them nice, keep them clean. But yeah, we're going to be doing a Q&A with him, um, with Riss London. All our members are coming down to it. It is open door policy. So it's upstairs in the Cladder Ring, nice private room. Hopefully he'll be honest and let us know all the insight into the ongoings of the FAI. Um, the future development of some of our players. I know that he was very disappointed seeing Evan Ferguson get injured um, for Brighton the other day, and it's looking likely that he's going to miss the uh, um, the semi-final of the FA Cup next week. So um, that's not a great bit of news for us. Um, but um, yeah, that's that's where we're uh, we're looking for going forward. So yeah, we've got Keith Andrews coming over, and there's also an event in next Thursday in Manchester at the Bolton. Uh, football museum uh, in England where uh, John O'Shea is going to be at it and John Waters and Neve Fahey. There's tickets available again for that. We'll put up on our social channels the links for that um, where we'll be able to, people are able to go. They're doing a book launch. It's um, away days. It's 30 years of the um, Premier League, basically, and Irish players. So some fantastic stories. It's a book by Gareth Maher, who does a lot of the media work with Vera Powell and the women's team. So it's worth listening to. Um, get along to that if you can. Meet the players. Should be quite a good night. Um, and that tickets are completely free to that. And you get to go to the museum as well. So anyone based in the northwest of England who can travel to Manchester uh, or Bolton, basically, which is within Manchester, uh, get along to that. That's another interesting thing to kind of focus on. Um, we have also mentioned previously that in... Uh... Oh, here um... he is. He's Dave's back. I've been holding the, I've been holding the fort here, Dave. Sorry about that, chaps. I don't know actually what happened there. Um, but can you just shut up for a minute? I'm still chatting. Um, <laughs> was it you to kick me out, Martin? Was it because I, no, I wish I fucking I don't battered have that you in that argument? Host. But uh, I was just saying about all the events that are coming up. I said about Keith Andrews and also the Embassy of Ireland are doing an event in Manchester. So we'll be putting out on our social channels the links there. Um, there it is. Lovely. Finally, he's back in the building. But yeah, that's at the Claddering. Uh, Nick, right. this Friday. So, looking forward to meeting Keith Andrews and having a chat with him. Um, we'll get a lot of insight from him as well because 
quite hard hitting with the questions. Some of our West London members do not mind, you know, oh, no. going for the, you know, going for uh, the guests basically. And uh, but we will be very careful of what we kind of reveal on on the night and stuff. So that's just that's just a few interesting things coming on. And I know we will be focusing now, Dave, very shortly. I know you might go through comments again, but the one thing I didn't get to cover there, Dave, was um, the James McLean stuff. Oh, yep. Don't worry. Um, we'll get to that in a second. I will we'll f- finish up going through the comments. And uh, I don't know how, I really don't know what happened. I just got kicked out. Fucking stream yard. Uh, need to, that was it, wasn't it? The GAA kicked me out. That's it. I'm Croke picking Park on upset you, Dave. They did. Uh, yeah. Uh, basically, Croke Park, um, yeah, two, they can't have two stadiums in the one city other than London. Uh, and also, Croke Park's eight, well, it'd be 75,000. Um, 72,000, I think, when you have all the seats put in. Crow Park's a nice stadium, but it's quite old now, isn't it? It's about 30 years old. It does need a bit of... I don't think it would it would meet a lot of UEFA. Uh, yeah, it's a TLC, and, and again, it does, it's the, yeah. it's the, 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 tick, the seating at the end. And, the, and also the, high, yeah. the timing of the tournament will be in GAA season, basically. Exactly, it's not going to happen. Uh, Nick again, great day, kick on today. Big shout out to Connor and Johnny from Boys We've Seen, Aiden from Football History. Well, all right, Nick, how this is our Nick. Jesus oh, friends. Christ, football friends, yeah, kick on friends, kick on friends, yeah, <laughs> fucking Luke from Kit Launch, Niall from Calcio Culture Club, Barry from Irish Football Museum, and Rob Duggan. Actually, no, a big shout out to Rob, who is a very happy recipient of the Irish Football Short. Uh, sorry, the Green Machine shirt, which you can buy from greenmachinepodcast.com forward slash shop. Shopper. You should have called it shopper. That's shop in Irish, Martin, in case you're wondering. Um, Kieran Boyle again. Uh, doubt the bid will be successful. I'm hearing you wait and want ground broken on Casement Park with June 2024, which the way the North is will not happen. Croker might not might have to be on standby for the bid. Might be, but I mean, to be fair, I think they could they could just kick Northern Ireland out yeah. uh, of it and there's a, there's a host of stadiums they could use on mainland Britain or yeah um, Daryl O'Connor again apparently the Nordies and the supporters uh, groups are giving out about Casement holding it too feeding for them possibly uh, Wizard Park is only 18,000 uh, nowhere near enough it is tiny I've never been to, to Windsor Park it is wedged inside a housing estate though and uh, they were given, I was reading some of the comments, I don't know how true it is, Martin, but they were given a fortune to expand it, and they only went with 18,000, so I don't know. Yeah, um, I think on on that, I think at the time of the, the bid, which I was fortunate enough to hear kind of different association people, in front, including Noel Mooney from Wales, uh, hey, good on ours. Um, it was it was interesting chatting about that, and, and the question was asked about, you know the north and what they would do, and they didn't have a stadium the size that UEFA would need. And I think a lot of people's views were, you know, they could cleverly do this that they don't actually host a game, <laughs> but it would be, you know, because some of these games are going to be small demand, basically, they possibly, mm. or that you just put in one of the big teams over there in Ireland, and they have it as a kind of training camp area, and that's going to satisfy the north. That they use it as a training ground or pre-tournament yeah, kind of I mean, setup. Nothing satisfies them, to be honest. Uh, Daryl O'Connor again. Uh, we don't even get automatic qualification. Top two out of the five, I think I heard do, which is England and Wales. Yeah, doubt very strong. I don't know the word unless you're going to tell us something there, Martin. Or yeah, this was question asked as well, and yeah, I think this is going to be something that will be debatable as well. Um, but I, I 
think I, I would guess the, the the tournament will be larger. Um, they'll reset something again, and they'll try and get as many of the host associations involved some yeah. way as part of it. No, fair enough. Uh, FAI channel need much more investment in League of Ireland. Yep, hundred percent. It's doing really well on the pitch. Football's good. Duffer and Shelburne, really good sellout games. It is back. It is coming back. It just needs facilities. And you really need facilities in the next two to three years, really, because you've got to keep people coming back. Simple as that. It's a shop floor. Uh, Kieran Boyle, world-class facilities. What a joke. Aviva is only three-quarters built, missing the fourth stand. Name of Jesus. I like Aviva. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was down to they couldn't get those houses, could they? They wouldn't sell. And then the economy crashed. <laughs> It, it was that, but also I, th- I think they didn't. They don't need it. They didn't need that end built, did they? No, otherwise I, I they would have pushed it through. It wouldn't have. It, we, again, it's a myth for us to to bust. Apart from you know, I think Ireland have sold out the Aviva four times, if that in the in the history of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I so do think it's a lovely it. ground though. The demand is think. not there. Not yet. Uh, Darren O'Grady, the Olympics in London 2012 left zero legacy. Same will happen with Euros 2028. Why give it any credibility without anything concrete in return for the League of Ireland, youth football, etc.? I don't necessarily agree with that, Darren. I, I think there was a fair bit of a legacy left over um, from... That was a fair bit. I mean, if you look at the Copper Box Arena, uh, Elizabeth Park, uh, the uh, Stadium of Stratford, which is now West Ham's, the Velodrome, uh, the Aquatic Centre. I See, I know these because I used to work there. I've worked at all those venues. Oh, no, I, I would disagree with that. Um, the, yeah, the regeneration of that Westfield, the Stratford, yeah. sorry, incredible. Yeah, well, I mean, Westfield, uh, yeah, it's, it's literally like a 10-minute walk yeah. uh, from the site. So yeah. I, I don't don't agree there. Uh, there was a, a fair bit of a, and we live in London. I'm not sure if you live in London, Darren, but I, I live in London. I've worked there. Um, Martin, listen to his accent. Um, to be sure, to be sure. To, to be sure, to be sure. <laughs> um, but I do agree with you about uh, with Euro 2028, I don't unless it's a it's a way for them to clear the debt of the FEI, which will allow them to, um, and we don't know that you know, but we're just guessing, and then invest more into grassroots because the grassroots are very good in Ireland, but also the League of Ireland, and I do agree, the League of Ireland, we need all the stadiums, bar one or two, bar the Shamrock Rovers one, like the one in Dundalk, uh, the Brandywell, all these that. Richmond Park just needs to be torn down and rebuilt, essentially. And we need good stadiums. We need good facilities, toilets, restaurants. You need a place that you want to bring a kid to, that you wouldn't mind bringing your wife to, you know, your, your daughter to, just anything. Just not. I remember going to Delimont Park um, and the away toilets for an away match. I was with the Pats fans. And your toilet was a wall. That was your urinal at the back of the stand. That was literally it. You know, come on. Anyway, uh, Martin Fitzpatrick, when will Daily Milk be done up? 2026, I believe. Uh, that is when, that is according to Dublin City Council from the 3rd November 2022. Um, it has a plan. If you just type in Daily Milk Park redevelopment plans, they have it all there. Uh, but yeah, they believe March 2026 is when it should be done. Glenn Forbes, I'd be for Mr. Whippy sponsorship for the Green Machine shirt. That's a good idea, actually. We should make that a t-shirt, you know. <laughs> Stand with Mr. Whippy. Uh, Dale O'Connor again. Tried to get that keeper 
uh, Umbro shirt, Martin. I missed it. Unfortunately, he's a cracker. That's probably because it didn't go on sale there. <laughs> Daryl. Daryl. Have you not now. been? We know what you're doing, Daryl. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl knows the score. He knows what's going Jesus. on. I, look, I'll be going to bed soon, and I don't want to be uh, don't wake up all night to... thinking about that. Yeah, and you don't, don't be waking be... up to any WhatsApp messages, do you? Is that too close to the phone? Very distressing time in my life that was. You, I was in Dublin Airport. I was in Dublin Airport to, to sort out a, a domestic, a domestic issue, a family issue, and uh, you were telling me, you were telling me all that. I was like, God, could you imagine that? He goes, No, no, it's serious. Like, oh, yeah. See, we again, it was serious, and it's like something that happened at the airport the other day with Nick, and I believe Nick. <laughs> <laughs> and I started ringing everyone, panicking. Yeah, it's very Nick, funny. Nick, Nick. <laughs> what, you, will I tell the people? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you can tell the story. Yeah, I can tell them yeah. now. Uh, yeah, no, just, just basically, uh, Nick was going actually to kick text on. me. Yeah, uh, going to kick on, uh, text me. He was in England, he was going back over to Ireland, and he texted me, saying, I'm going to wind Martin up on board. I'm like, okay, and he told Martin that, uh, he had all his, um, Green Machine paraphernalia jersey stickers all taken off him because it was too much. And there was the sharp edges of the badges. And you actually fucking started ringing them and everything, didn't you? Yeah. He really panicked, panicked me. Because it fucking took me hours putting it all together. That's why. The quality of the product. Yeah. Oh, actually, look. There you go. Another one. That's the product. Yeah. You can get one of those. Green Machine Podcast.com forward slash shop. It is quality. Very nice. The badges, stickers. Yep. Um, FAI channel. Uh, why does London get two stadiums? I don't know. It's probably because of the history with Wembley, isn't it? Yeah, they're, they're probably they're kind of letting. Obviously, Wembley is probably going to be hosting the finals and the semi-final. Um, yeah, and yeah, and just probably some deal with just the infrastructures there. And, and London, London, yeah, it's a new stadium. It looks it's unbelievable, it, Tottenham Stadium. So if you, it's actually more if modern you, than Wembley. So yeah, Wembley's a bit of a kip actually. Wembley, well, we're talking about Croke Park. That Wembley needs a bit of TLC. I haven't been yeah. there for. I've worked in Wembley, every level, eight levels in Wembley. I've been there. Uh, I, could tell, I could do podcasts my time at Wembley. Um, London can host it as well. London, if you've never been to London, phenomenal city, phenomenal infrastructure. It's just run by idiots. Sorry, <laughs> a bit of a rant. It's true though. Glenn Forbes, I was the Egypt who said it was the style of the home one. Referring to the away jersey, I looked at it in a hurry. My bad. Poor. Yeah, sorry, Glenn. Thanks. I didn't name a shame, did I? Uh, I didn't name a shame. Just saying. Um, how are you getting to Athens, lads? Uh, from Daryl yeah. O'Connor. I have to go through Gatwick on the Wednesday, not getting into Greece till three in the minting local time, in the morning local time. Um, I'm just flying direct with um, EasyJet. Easy peasy. And I'm not going. See, because I don't see, love Ireland anymore. No, I'm not. I'm not able to go. Sadly. No, who but, are England uh, playing yeah. that weekend? I'm not sure who we're playing. Oh, I mean, uh, who England are playing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could take the yeah. piss, lads. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> don't um, speak to our fans yeah, like that, man. Sorry, sorry. Irish uh, are No, I'm not. I'm not able to go. Sadly, because I told you in the past, I'm all about the grassroots. And where am I? Enfield Town, who we sponsor. Uh, we do sponsor. We are. Uh, we've got our Player of the Year awards uh, that evening and a tournament the next two days, actually seventeenth and eighteenth. So I had that 
uh, well, I didn't have that in the, the planner diary, but um, I hadn't booked Athens and then all this was thrown at me and I went, oh, okay, I can't go. So, right. shame. Okay, well, I'm going to move it on here. Darren O'Grady hating. Oh, I'm going to all the matches, by the way. Just saying. I'm going to all the games. Just saying. As I always do. Uh, Darren O'Grady, great job, Martin. Didn't miss David all. Thanks, Darren. Thank you, Darren. Affect <laughs> uh, uh, me. Can you kick him out again, Martin? <laughs> That's brilliant, isn't it? Jeez, Darren. Just, just because I took his uh, point about London to task. Uh, lots of pub teams available at the Orange Feckers, not interested, referring to Northern Ireland. Uh, FAI Channel, what about uh, Tom and Park in Limerick? Uh, can that be used? I don't think that would actually meet your way for stand. Well, you have to understand as well, uh, just for anyone listening, like your way for like have... The Aviva is the only stadium on the island of Ireland that can hold a European match, as if in a final, a UEFA final, a UEFA qualifier. Uh, sorry, not UEFA qualifier, like a UEFA tournament such as the Euros, because it has to be, what, what grade is it? It's a grade four or something like that, it has to be. I think it has to go through so many safety checks and, toilets, and the travel and everything. Yeah, disability, access, yeah. everything like that. Yeah. And I'm not having to go, uh, so I've never been to Thornwood Park, by the way. I would love to go. And I'm not having to go at Gaelic stadiums, but a lot of Gaelic stadiums, including Parker Cueve and all of that. And uh, the one in Thurless, Christ, I can't think of it. Simple stadium. That's the one. Um, they wouldn't, they look good, they look big, but they wouldn't pass the easy way for regulations. They just wouldn't. And why would the GAA, you know, help. turn them down? Yeah, you know, <laughs> or, or help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, controversial. Um, well, it's different rules. That's the thing for them. For no stadiums, yeah, they make their own fucking rules. They, they can they they pass the regulations, health and safety, rather than um, yeah, rather comfort. than UEFA uh, stadium yeah. standards, basically. Comfort, <laughs> yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Glenn Forbes, I assume Martin owns the oh, green, white, and orange book on the history of Irish soccer shirt for Eddie Mahoney. Um, hello. I there need to go. get brilliant. That, this is fantastic. This is yeah. a. Uh, I've obviously we've chatted early in the past, and what I love about this is he actually explained to me the paper that they used. It kind of dates or something with it. it, it it's a really intricate kind of paper he used for the the, the photos and everything. Well, you mean a rot? It's no, it's not. It, it's it's something to do. I must I must look back at the episode basically, or I'd encourage everyone else to look at the episode, which well, is available. On the greenmachinepodcast.com. Fantastic book, though. I mean, it really is. And the photos and the way he put a lot of time and love into it and the, the editorship of it is... Yeah, I love it. And the collection is amazing. And, yeah, it, I do have it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's worth investing in because it is an investment as far as I can see. Yeah, no, I do love Eddie. I love, um, you know, <laughs> we don't always get on on Twitter. Um, but, no, I love Eddie debates and hope everything... Is okay there with Eddie. Um, FEI channel. Does the turkey bid look good? Do you think it will be a close competition? Realistically, we our bid should smash. If I'm being honest with you, I know it's given out about it. I don't see, other than Caseman Park, but if they can't build that, then they'll just move it to another city in the UK. I cannot see this bid failing. Can't see it failing. Like, no, I, I can't either yeah. because I think they're going to be able to, they would host it next two months if they had to. I also yeah. think, and this is, I can't remember, I think what the word is to use here. Um, we've got to remember that the people who are heading up our respective associations involved in this are all very important members of, like, you're looking at five 
associations, all very powerful in a sense, collectively, definitely, but yeah. individually, like Noel Mooney from, you know, from UA, working out your way, basically. Yeah. yeah, he. I mean, Noel designed some of the kind of processes in place for when an association I mean, messes up, <laughs> and yeah, which we had experience of, and you know, they're they're very powerful. English football was very powerful. That's it. And if they we're, want to host it, we're there for a bit of charm. We're there for a bit of charm, yeah. and the Welsh yeah. as well, because you know England aren't the most popular country. I, I'm, I'm not against England. I've lived here for for twelve years, but it's just the way that they're viewed on the, the European stage, and they could easily host. I mean, you're looking at the. I had the map up there. I mean, there's no Leeds, although Ellen Road actually probably couldn't uh, host the game. That's quite an old stadium. But like you know, you got Sunderland Stadium, a light. You got Stadium MK, Milton Keynes, which is sixty miles outside London. You could, you could maybe the Amex, so yeah, many Southampton. places. But, I mean, you've, you've got yeah. so many stadiums. England yeah. could host it again. Choose the words carefully here. England, I think, probably didn't go for it on their own because the situation with the the last Euros with the final yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and what it, in the other associations. And, and what I would say about the, the Euros uh, twenty twenty, you know, I was obviously in twenty twenty one. I was there, Martin. You were at the match. I was outside the ground. I saw the hall. I saw every, all the carnage outside. It. You saw the carnage inside. Mitigating factors: one, you know, middle of lockdown. It was like the police forgot how to police. I know the police operations in this country are so good, especially in London. I mean, London can host all the West End shows. They could have a stadium in Wembley. They could have a game in Wembley Stadium or they could have a concert in Wembley Stadium and they could have right across the road Wembley Arena have a concert there. They could have one in the O2. They could have several Premier League matches all in one day. Yeah. And it's policed perfectly. It was just that day was just mental. I, you know, it's the first major event, I think, in the country since lockdown. It was a bit crazy. So, yeah, they, they, they have. I mean, I'd be shocked if they don't get it. And Turkey, apparently, I don't know too much about a Turkey one, uh, but apparently they are having major issues. They need to build about nine or ten stadiums uh, really, really in bad shape. They're probably, I think it's, I think it's eight stadiums they have to build. Because, you know, with, with Turkey, like Istanbul, never been there. Very modern city. Uh, very forward-thinking city, but the rest of the country. You know, move it on. <laughs> Don't offend if Turkey. Turks. If Turkey get it, though, I would definitely be contacting Tony Cascarino to get him to come with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe call the game Bursa, Bursa Spore. Uh, Darren O'Grady, thanks, lads. Love the show. Thank you very much, Darren. Uh, Daryl O'Connor, six points in June window, and we're in for a for sex spot. We are indeed. And Daryl, like myself, he's going to see all four aways. Good lad. And hopefully we destroy France or France destroy Netherlands in a reverse fixture. And we're all laughing. Thank you guys for those comments. We're going to wrap things up here a little bit. We're just going to touch very lightly uh, on the James McLean. Be sort of a bit out of order because of the, um, uh, the technical, the GAA kicking me out. Um, but James McLean, basically um, he was abused by Blackpool. Tell him to call him a, a, a Fenian. See you next Tuesday, and all that kind of stuff. So he actually he has a right go here, Martin. Uh, this is simply just highlight highlighting the double standard. Uh, firstly, the FA have, and secondly, how utterly useless that the English FA are. And he puts a middle finger up. Uh, that he uh, he quotes, "They have nothing in their whole imperial arsenal." 
unbowed mm. and unbroken. There's a tricolor. Uh, apparently, they are actually investigating it, and he's not going to get trouble for that. I'm, I'm, I think he's right. I mean, the police were just standing there looking at it. At it. There's a picture. I couldn't find it, but there is a picture of him staring at the fans, kind of grinning, and there's two police officers standing there looking at it. Yeah. He's being abused, but uh, very quickly on that one. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> he's used to it. He, sadly, he shouldn't have to put up with it, but, you know, I think he comes across quite well when he when he goes, gets those comments out there, and you know, it, it should be highlighted. And I would hope, in a sense, that some of the other Irish lads who are also on the pitch at this time perhaps are supportive of him uh, when he's yeah. highlighting it to the referee. He, he gets so much grief, it's ridiculous. And fair play to him for raising it, because I think he's one of the very few who do. And it should be raised as, yeah. you know, and, and the police should do more. But And stewards but, and stuff. But it's very difficult. They aren't the most, where he's playing, the level he's playing. I'm not giving an excuse for it, but they're not the most highly policed and stewarded matches. No, and it's black. You know, well, I mean, the, the, the footage I've seen of it uh, getting abuse is from a whole empty stand in Blackpool at the other end or whatever it is. And and you could just, you know, that's just what's happening. It, yeah, it's a shame it's happening, but fair play to him for highlighting it. And he's digging out and calling out the FA. FA and I think he, he will just should continue to do that. Yep. And they won't charge him either, even though he put a middle finger up. I love it. <laughs> what are you going to say? Yeah, exactly. What are you going to say? Uh, also, um, I was watching, I had a day off and uh, a rare day off. I actually did nothing. And I was watching Endgame Northern Ireland on the BBC iPlayer. It's actually on YouTube as well. Fascinating documentary about the Good Friday Agreement four-parter. And I was watching Gareth uh, Fitzgerald, uh, Chatty Wade, to Margaret Thatcher signing the Anglo-Irish Agreement, and I couldn't help it. But he's the image of Roy Hodgson. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> he is, isn't he? he, is. he oh, I thought he was holding a hand there. But Jesus. I do a lot... Uh, um, I do a lot for fucking. He he would do a lot for uh, Irish uh, peace, but probably not that. Uh, Martin mm. Jesus. Um, yeah. El Maggie, yeah. that is Anglo-Irish Agreement, nineteen eighty-five. Uh, but yeah, I just couldn't help that one. So we're going to move it on. Uh, last part of the show will be this week back in the day, Martin. You and I back in the recording studio. We did take a little bit of a hiatus. Um, where is it? I can't find a little video thing. <laughs> Fuck's sakes. I do this every time. Oh, wait. This is go. where the obsession comes through. Here we go. This yeah, you nice. all know that he's obsessed. Well, with uh, facts and... Let's see. What is it this week, then? This week is when Roy Keane smashes Alfinger Halland. Um, and that will be coming out. And if you're wondering, oh, what's this? We can't show the clip because it'll be taken off YouTube. But there you go. Have some of that sunshine. It's not even a ball there. No. Um, no. <laughs> oh, there actually. is. Is that by his arm? No? Yes. That is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The ball, he's won the ball there. Oh, he has. Was won that ball, giving yeah. us a handball against yeah. Keane? I think he should probably handball. Yeah, that's why he was sent off, Martin. Not yeah. not the assault on the pitch. But anyway, uh, Martin and I have, we've actually just recorded the episode and uh, some interesting topics there. And an interesting take on it by Martin, I will say. Uh, trying to compare a particular tackle by Keane in Irish folklore um, to that. <laughs> so if you want to hear Martin's take on how that compares to uh, a, a tackle on Mark Overmars, have a listen. <laughs> this Wednesday, 8 o'clock on our YouTube channel. Uh, 
if you want a video, like a video podcast, well, not actually video podcast, but you know, the, the lovely graphic that we do, or if you want to go to where you get your podcast, Spotify, that sort of stuff, it'll all be released Wednesday, 8 a.m. We have a good chat about that. It's a bit of crack, actually, to be fair. But um, uh, yeah, just looking at some uh, some extra comments, actually, that, that have come in there. Um, I know we don't normally do this, but Diana Grady just commented there saying that we should show a message of solidarity for James McLean. I mean, I think we do. We, we, we normally... I didn't share that one, actually. But we normally do uh, share them. And actually, James McLean, I think he does actually follow Lanson Road. So he knows we support him. We know we stand with him. Um, you know, yeah, we, had... we have highlighted, to be fair, we've highlighted yeah. a lot of this in the part. We've had conversations about James McLean and we've had the debate in yeah. a way that whether whether he brings it on himself, not that kind of abuse, but whether some of his comments and some of the silliness he has been guilty yeah. of in the past, um, you know, that does bring it on himself. But not in this in this take, of course. No, absolutely not. Anyway, we're going to leave it there. We will be back next week. So don't forget to join us uh, for this week back in the day, 8 a.m. We'll be available on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcast from. We'll be back next week, 9.30 p.m. live on YouTube and Facebook. Thank you very much, guys, for supporting the podcast. Thank you very much for uh, tuning in. And also, if you want to support the podcast, lads, just a little bit more. Go grab your jersey. <laughs> We've only plugged it 50 times. That is greenmachinepodcast.com forward slash shop. And you can also get a lovely badge pack. 20 euros or 18 pounds. Free delivery anywhere in the world or for the jersey. That is 45 euros free delivery and 40 pounds free delivery. Why not? Uh, and also on greenmachinepodcast.com. If you if you like your articles, we've got tons of articles. We've got loads of episodes. We have We'll have a audio version of this all of our stuff is on there we have manager series the whole lot head over to greenmachinepodcast.com right we're definitely going to leave it there now we've gone over a bit um it's probably supposed to be a 30 minute podcast <laughs> that didn't work out did it we didn't have a few technical snafus anyway listen guys thank you so much uh do give us a follow on facebook uh twitter instagram and youtube of course and anywhere you get your podcast from thank you very much good night and god bless all right. All right.